Hey folks, this is David Shore for Corruption and Child Protective Services. Now, I want to give you a little example of how the seven habits of highly affected people and also the art of war can actually work in your life. Alright, you're always hearing about these guys that can, these lawyers, who said, yeah, one person got a $160,000 settlement. And to use the example that one person got $100,000. Alright, now, when you got $100,000, you're thinking, alright, party time! And, you know, you don't realize what comes out of that $100,000. All right, right off the bat, you've got $30,000 that's coming out to the lawyer. Right off the bat, because he gets one-third. Okay, you're thinking, all right, I've got $70,000. No, you don't. Because you got taxes. Now, I've heard that the inheritance tax, the capital gains tax, which a settlement is considered capital gains, is around between forty and forty-five thousand dollars. Let's say it's forty-five thousand dollars. It's forty-five percent. Sorry. Well that's forty-five thousand dollars. So and I know you're saying, well wait a minute, I got that's seventy thousand. Uh the lawyer just took a third. They don't look at it like that. They look at it like, well, wait a minute, how much money did you get as a settlement? You say, well, I got $100,000. They say, well, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to pay $40,000 in taxes. Now, you got two ways to go about this. One is you tell the IRS to go fuck themselves. Well, if you have kids, the IRS goes, okay telling us to go fuck ourselves? Fine. And they make that nice little call. Hi, Child Protective Services? Yeah, uh, we're having some uh, issues with someone that owes us money. Good. We're going to need your help. And so what happens? Child Protection Services goes to your home. Knock, 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 knock. And you know that uh, you got the money, you can just hire a lawyer. And you know, a lot of lawyers run about $10,000. And you know what else you're going to have to do? You're going to have to invest more money the longer the battle goes. And by the time you go, all that money's gone, and you still owe the Internal Revenue Service $140,000. You know, or you just paid forty thousand. Well, let's see. You paid thirty thousand for the lawyer and forty thousand for the Internal Revenue Service. That's seventy thousand, which means it leaves you with a lump sum of thirty thousand dollars. Well, remember, if you had a uh, car accident, well, guess what happens? They're going to want their money, too. And let's say that it is over $30,000 in medical. 
Well, you got that settlement, and now you could just say, you know, screw it, and, uh, you know, you blow that money. Well, medical can take that to their collections. They collections, if they find out you got that settlement, they can sue you. Now, remember, they don't know that you just paid $70,000 between Uncle Sam and the lawyer. Well, guess what happens? They say, hey, look, you owe us $40,000. That we gave you treatment and everything. Your insurance covered most of it. You still owe us this. Now, yeah, you can declare bankruptcy. But last time I checked, I don't believe that you can declare bankruptcy on medical. You may have to check that out. So, instead of you getting $100,000, you're probably still going to be in the negative. Why am I bringing this up? For this reason. You have to prepare for the worst case scenario in that. Don't just think, all right, $100,000, we're going to party big time, sweetheart. We're going to have a house. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Until the taxes and everything get done, then all of a sudden it's... And you know the IRS can garnish things. Oh, yeah. They'll go to some judge and the judge says, okay, we're going to freeze your assets. And let's say one day, you know, you've been out spending spree. Buy houses, cars, things like that. Well, guess what? That house gets a lien on it. They just put a lien on your house for the taxes that you owe, which is $40,000. Well, guess what? You're going to go, what? Whoa, whoa, hold it. How'd that happen? And they say, remember that $100,000 settlement? You still owe us $40,000. And that celebratory feeling, you suddenly got a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach and you're gone oh my god everything they could put a lien on your car yeah you may have paid cash for it but they could put a lien on it they can literally take everything from you now how does the seven habits and since who's the art of war help you? I know that's what you're asking. Okay. I'll tell you. Number one. Know your taxes. Know what's going to be coming out. It's being proactive. Number two. When you get the settlement, 
chances are they're not going to set up where they pay the taxes. That's going to be on you. So, if you know that, when you get that check, as soon as you know it clears, pay the lawyer and then find out from the Eternal Revenue Service how much you owe immediately. Don't wait. As soon as you do that, and you gave that money, next thing, and this should have been the first thing, do not tell anyone you got a settlement. Because you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork that even probably hated your guts. That all of a sudden is your best friend. Here's another example. The lottery. Remember that, uh, I think it was like $2 billion uh, Powerball? Well, you're still going to have to, you don't have, you see, you may get lawyers. And this is the big mistake. People say, okay, I'm going to need a lawyer, tax account, a tax lawyer. I'm going to need this lawyer. I'm going to need that lawyer. Remember, when you hire them, they get paid. Now, how much depends on the lawyer? Do they want a third? How much of that $2 billion is going to go to the lawyer? How much of that $2 billion goes out for taxes, which is they got $2 billion. That's probably I would estimate about $800 million. So let's say it's $400 million, okay? And you still got the rest of that money. But you got a bigger set of problems. You tell people you just won $2 billion. You're going to have people coming out of the woodwork. And I bet whoever that person is, if that person is listening and is smart, please pass on whatever wisdom that you learn. The point I'm trying to get is this. When you get a paycheck, you get a settlement, whatever. Always know where your money is going to go. Because I'll tell you right now. When all is said and done. You're responsible. For your money. Know where it's going. How would you like the option of, okay, let's say the war in, war in Ukraine. Now, would you want, let's say your taxes, and they are going out for things like the war in Ukraine. You're paying the taxes, and it's supposed to take care of education, your health care, all that. But they decided, ah, 
you know, yeah, we're supposed to take care of education and all that, but, you know, there are people over in Ukraine that need our help. So we're going to help them first, and then at some point, we're going to have to raise the taxes on people to pay for the things that we didn't pay for before. Don't think so? I waited 10 hours with my daughter in the emergency room at Memorial Hospital. They had limited staff. And waited 10 hours just to be told that the doctor says that there's nothing wrong with my daughter. And yet, she had seizures. And she collapsed on the floor. But there's nothing wrong. That's the current state of the healthcare system. Those of you that's been in it, you know what I'm talking about. And CPS loves this because if you take your kid to the ER and somebody sees that this kid has been in the ER more than once due to illnesses, you know what happens. Hi, Child Protective Services. Yeah, uh, this couple has been bringing their little boy and their little girl in like practically every week. Oh, I think the kids are being abused. And all of a sudden, the next time you take them in there, or let's say, and I've heard this story, parents just came back from the hospital and CPS shows up and said, you know, why don't you take him to the hospital? Just have him checked out just to be on the safe side. You know, make sure everything's okay. And so, the, you know, this couple trusted him. The next thing you know, they lose their kid. Because they said that the child was being abused. Being proactive you would document every time that you go to the hospital. Every time you go to the doctor. Marking down everything. Asking the doctor every question you can. One moment. Sorry about that, folks. I'm not in my usual truck, so I've got to actually do the shifting myself. My other truck is an automatic. Anyhow. Make sure you keep documenting everything. Make sure that you have everything you can. Now, hospitals don't allow you to record. Okay, how do you get around that? Piece of paper and pencil. Let's also be observant. Look around. Look up. Chances are you will see their video surveillance cameras. So guess what happens? If they say anything, say you would want the video surveillance from the emergency room on that day. Now the state is going to balk at that. They're going to say, why would they need that? 
We've got all the proof we need. Say, Your Honor, if you subpoena those records and watch with both the state and myself or your lawyer present, you will see what actually happened on that day. Now, if the hospital says, oh, our video surveillance has been down for weeks, you know, that will be a little convenient, wouldn't you say? That at that particular time, the video surveillance was down. If you have any other witnesses that were with you, bring them with you. Get the call log. Get the check-in log. Get everything. This is planning. This is being proactive. Now, if you have a medical professional in your family, I'm not saying that you do or not, but if you do, then make sure. And if you have law enforcement in your family, if you've got body cams, if there's law enforcement there, see if they have a body cam on. If they do, ask them for the footage of the body from the body cam. If they said they had to shut it off, question that. Why are they shutting off the body cam? Are you starting to see how the seven habits of highly effective people being proactive? beginning with the end in mind and put first things first and seeking first to understand works. Now, here's another. School. I told you about the hatch letter. Make sure that they follow through and get video surveillance from the school. I did not do that because if I would have done that, they would have had to present it at the trial, even at my son's hearing. That would have shown what they actually did and said. But of course, the state doesn't want to do that because if they do that, then they're it's proven what you were saying. The judge should always seek first to understand. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work like that. I'll be right back, folks. Hey, folks, I'm back. Like I said, this is the bad part about... Uh, a manual transmission when I have to make turns and I have to slow down I have to downshift it'll be in a video that's coming up soon so like I said I'll give you a good example who does uh, knowing the enemy and being proactive Connie Regulie of Brentwood Tennessee that you remember the lawyer 
Well, Connie Regulie, this past June, was found guilty of custodial interference and right now I don't have the information where I can read it but she's she was or supposed to be in the jail there and then she was supposed to have probation and then she got like X amount of years uh, time served and all that the reason I think the reason why they didn't want her to serve all the time is because then she had they would make her a martyr they would may she would have more credibility as a lawyer now, I don't know if she was able to keep her law license after that but I will say this Connie knew the risks involved. She was, I believe she was helping a mother. She was helping her and her child keeping them safe from the state. The state didn't see it like that. Because the state, only, as you know, the state only cares about their fucking bonuses. They don't care if they put a child in a in a worse scenario. I don't know the full story, and as soon as I get the full story, I will tell you. But here we are. That's why you have to be prepared. Even when you're doing all the right things, the state will still probably say you're in the wrong. Isn't that something? You do everything to keep your son and daughter safe, and you're in the wrong. You, not the state, you keep them safe, you feed them clothe them, bathe them, yet everything you do is wrong. You keep your house clean. It's not to the state's standards. If there's like a piece of paper on the floor, oh, the, the floor was complete shambles. You got two dishes in there. Oh, they had a mountain of dishes. If you've got some clothes in the laundry hamper, and let's say, you know how kids are, they'll put it in the hamper, but, it, you know, maybe it's a part of it is hanging outside that laundry hamper or the laundry basket. Oh, they haven't done laundry, it looks like, in a month. And let's say you're about ready to get your child ready for a bath. Let's say it's the end of the day and say, okay, come on, time to, time for bath. The children were living in squalor. They were filthy from head to toe. Their clothes were this. And you know the truth. That's why also, you got a cell phone. 
since it's your home, if they say, I don't give permission uh, for you to record me, just repeat this. If you're in states like Indiana, says this is a one one party consent state, and I consent. Doesn't matter if you consent or not. And he says, Well, yes, it does. Is it no? Record them. And I'll guarantee you. Two things might happen. Either A, they're gonna leave, or B, they'll let the recording go on thinking, well. You know, we can redact it, we can alter it, and uh, we'll just say that their copy, uh, they falsified or something like that. So, being proactive just means document, document, document. Know what's going on in your child's school. No, have the child tell you. Find out your school's policy on recording devices. Now, but also, and I'm just going to make a recommendation, and you can do this if you want. I would put a give give them a nanny cam. You know like a little stuffed animal or something. Because chances are, if they take away the stuffed animal, they're going to put it in a position whereby you're going to be able to see everything or at least hear everything. And once again, you can't say this is a one-party consent state. I just wanted to know what was going on at my child's school. Now, a lot of parents found out through... uh, distance learning, i.e. the internet, Skype, what the teachers were actually teaching. And the teacher, some got really upset. Well, parents shouldn't be watching. Why not? But you have to hide. All pro, being proactive, beginning with the ending mind, but first things first, and seeking first to understand, then to be understood, All it is, is preparing. That's why Sun Tzu is right when he says, when you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. That means if you are suspecting something on your children, and let's say you're helping them with their homework and they're still saying it's wrong, even though you're following even their formula, then you know something's wrong. If your child is a color other than the teacher, and the teacher is targeting your child, because your child is not that teacher's color, and that happens. I saw one where uh, a student was separated from the rest of his classmates at lunchtime and they put even a partition up. Well, that parent uh, took that school to task, had pictures. I believe they went to court, and I believe that they won, and the court says that's not allowed. You cannot do that. 
So remember, all this proactive, begin with the end of mind for first things first, and seek first to understand, then to be understood. It's preparation. Also, if you know of a couple teachers that you can trust to keep an eye on what's going on there, to keep you informed, even if they're aides, as long as they're willing to uh, at least write a statement of what they saw, that'll work in your favor. Use everything at your device. So hopefully this clears up a little bit more on why I'm trying to teach the similarities or at least show you the similarities between the seven habits of highly effective people and the art of war by Sun Tzu. Now, the next section, yeah, it's going to be video, but also it's going to be about synergy. And I'll go into that and how having synergy will work in your favor and why CPS, Child Protection Services, does not want you to have any allies. They want you isolated. And how <laughs> what's going to happen is it'll work in your favor and they just lost another bonus. This is David Shore from Corruption and Child Protective Services. Keep your head down, keep moving forward, and let's keep up the fight. Let's not stop until either CPS is abolished or it's completely reformed.